Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a Snipper Nixon production. Welcome to Are You Feeling Funny? Where top comedians talk to a Harley Street doctor about their health and well-being. I'm Alan Nixon, and in today's edition, you'll be hearing guest comedian Jamali Maddox as you've never heard him before. And then I made it to the lobby, and I and I blacked out at the lobby. I remember this guy up to the woman saying, like, I've gone blind. And she was like, yeah, but you have to sign in. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm going blind. She's like, yeah, I understand you're going blind, but you need to sign in and wait for a doctor. And I just collapsed, and I woke up in a, in a bed. Jamali Maddox will be in conversation with Harley Street specialist, Dr. Brian Kaplan, who has a passion for comedy. All comedians provide a service to people. Anyone that makes other people laugh, whether it's through a funny hat or dressing up or whatever it is, if it makes people laugh, it's having all those physiological benefits. Jamali Maddox won the Chortle Student Comedian of the Year Award in 2014, before shooting into public prominence at the start of 2017 when he hosted Hate Thy Neighbour on the TV channel Viceland. Jamali travelled the world talking to bigoted and hate-filled people with dangerous views on race, religion and politics. The result of these remarkable encounters makes Jamali one of the most exciting stand-up comedians in the UK today. Now here's Dr. Brian Kaplan in conversation with Jamali Maddox. I'm an old-fashioned holistic doctor, so I look uh-huh. at things in terms of body, mind and spirit. So we're going to start off by talking about the body. Uh-huh. So I want to hear if you've had any experience with doctors or physios or nurses, any experience that you'd like to share with us in terms of how physical so. health oh you my went physical to see health. a doctor or you went to hospital or you broke your leg or you had an accident oh yeah no, I've, like I've, yeah oh mate I've, I've 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 i was in hospital a lot as a kid yeah so i broke my leg and i remember when i broke my leg that mom didn't believe me that i broke because i always I, I was always a cry wolf my mm. mom didn't believe me she made me walk on my broken leg oh, yes. <laughs> and then she felt guilty for i still bring up today <laughs> i still go i remember you did that mom uh, made yeah. me walk on a broken yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, made me walk on a broken leg. But I remember, like, uh, yeah, I'd break my leg. I had tonsillitis. Yeah. Then I had it so bad, it went to like glandular fever. Yes. And uh, I'd, so I got to spend a lot of time off school, which I liked. Did you have the tonsils out? Did you yeah, have the surgery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I had the surgery. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember I got to spend a lot of time off school and I really enjoyed that. Off like, school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferred yeah, yeah. hospital to school. I yeah. wasn't in hospital, I was at home. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Hospital was like, you go to hospital for like the hour or two. And yes. they go, yep, you got tonsillitis again. And then you get to, then you get a week off. So, so, so you like doctors because they're people that gave you time of work or I mean time of school? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any bad blood against doctors. Nothing. Yeah. No, no, I can't. Say, I can't say I hate. Doc- I don't like the waiting times. 
that have to wait a month to see one but you know what happened tell me with your leg the broken leg you went to the hotel yeah. let's go through the story you okay so uh, it's a really funny start I haven't had a funnier start I was yeah 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 yeah. oh sorry I, I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a peaked early with that story there, there. sorry about that man I didn't realise I know you're like yeah yeah but this is what, what's the funny I'm like dude yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. carry on I want to <laughs> you want one to, more you want to divulge more um, yeah okay so what happened was is I had got this um, uh, my mom I, I was begging my mum for months to buy me an electric scooter. Yeah. Like the one you charge it up and you go in this electric scooter. And I begged her for months for this electric scooter. She was like, all right, I'll get you one. So I got this electric scooter. I think it was, it was just in the summer holidays and I'd got this electric scooter and it was like yellow and you have to charge it up in the battery for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And it went like, I think it went like 50 miles an hour. And it was like a real like um, sensitive uh, trigger on the acceleration. And I was, I, I, I pulled it back a little bit and this is the first time I'm riding it I pulled it back fell off broke my leg straight away first, first time I've ever jumped on this electric scooter yeah. uh, and I remember saying to my mum I was like mum uh, my leg's busted up and she's like no no you're fine you're fine you're fine and uh, and I had to uh, walk on it and she made me walk like she goes she goes stop hopping <laughs> you walk yeah. on it I'm like alright so I'm walking on this and they're like yeah you got a broken leg and he's got a hairline fracture so I got to have time off school uh, another time uh, I had to go hospital um, is that I basically I got this tattoo done yes. on my arm here and uh, and I remember I got, I got the tattoo done and um, and I was and I didn't know I had to look after it and I was living at university so I was living like a pig and I was putting all these different lotions on it and it kept on swelling up mm-hmm. and uh, and I thought that's, that's just what tattoos do because I've never had one before and where it's uh, swollen up uh, it's um, it started to like uh, flake and stuff and uh and then so i've gone home and i've sort of like woke up in like cold sweats and all this type of shit and uh and then i've had to call the doc- the ambulance to come get me because i don't know what's going on and i remember they was coming in my room and they were looking around my room and they were like how, how do you fucking live like this? <laughs> right and they looked at my arm and they were like what 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 happened to your arm and i was like it's, you know it's got a tattoo done and it was like they were like yeah but you understand that's like three times the size of what your arm should be. should be but they were like how did you not know that that was a problem and it was just their horror of them looking like how, and even when we went to the hospital they was looking at me and it was one woman who was a nurse mm-hmm. she wasn't even worried about the uh infection i got she was more critiquing my tattoo <laughs> She was just like, she was like, it's not really, I don't really get it. And I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not the point right now. She's like, yeah, just, maybe you shouldn't have got it on the forearm. <laughs> and she was just critiquing, was, I, was, I just remember that moment of this woman critiquing my tattoo. Yeah, you don't often give illness. an aesthetic opinion. On yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your she was telling me what it looked like yeah. as opposed to like what the actual issue was. It's interesting sometimes where people will think something's normal or wonder mm. if anything's different. And then when they get an objective scientific medical opinion they'll say your arm's three times the size yeah because um, that because it was, yeah. yeah i guess because you just don't really uh take into account what things are meant to be because like, for me i don't know what the healing of a tattoo was mm. so for me like oh your arm just goes three times the size that it's supposed to go and stuff like that and oh you of course you wake up in cold sweats that's what you meant to do with a tattoo but yeah i just remember uh it just being huge and it, i remember the like all the questions they were asking me they were just like how like did you like you've been doing drugs I was like, uh, I mean, I was like, yeah, but what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> and I like, they're like, they're, yeah, they were like, what drugs have you taken? I'll explain the drugs. I'm like, yep, that's not, that's not the. And then, they, then the woman just looked down at my arm and she goes, what, what's that? <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's a tattoo I got, isn't it? And she goes, yeah, it's not, no, you're gonna have to come with us. And uh, yeah, and it was sort of like, uh, it was going like uh, 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 infected and 
and I had went blind from it and stuff. And Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got uh, cellulitis, like blood Yeah, infection. that's a classic cellulitis that you got there, but you might have had a start septicemia where the yeah. inflammation got into the bloodstream if it caused Yeah, yeah, problems. well, you're the doctor, so you Serious know. condition, are you want yeah. anti intravenous antibiotics? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, but I, did, I didn't know what that was. Like, I, it, for me, for me, I didn't know how serious it got. Like, for me, it was just like, ah, it's just meant to be that big. But it's funny. It's a different way a comedian and a doctor would look at a swollen arm. You yeah. know, a doctor, the, the 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 five classic signs of inflammation since the time of Hippocrates yeah. are tumor, which means swelling, yeah. callor, which means hot. I bet you it was yeah, it hot was as hot. well. Yeah, a rubor, which means redness. So there would yeah, have been a redness really red, even yeah. there. Um, dolor, which is pain, mm. and functio lysa, which is loss of function yeah. of the part. Yeah, yeah. So all of those are I black classically uh, diagnosed inflammation. Yeah, because I had blacked out. You blacked out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I like, uh, woke up in the cold sweats and I was hallucinating. That's no joke, that. I mean, because yeah. it means the septicemia had got into your main yeah. system. You yeah, but the, the hallucinations were pretty fun, huh? though. The hallucinations were pretty fun. Like <laughs> there was that weird thing in it that your brain makes that trippy stuff in your brain. Like I found that interesting. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It's, called, yeah. it's called delirium, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't take the fun out of it, man? <laughs> Let me have my buzz. You know what I'm saying? Let me ride this out. But yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was really, it got bad. Um, yeah, it's, and it's, it's surprising that he actually healed fine after. Because normally it can push the ink out of your body. You know, that's, but you wouldn't have lived without it. I can say you wouldn't have lived if you had not had antibiotics. Really? The antitravenous is just to get the antibiotics quicker. It would have killed me. That, would have, that could have killed you. Septicemia really? is with potentially life-threatening condition. It is, Matt, because I think I never took into that much uh, gravimetaz. Like I just, you know, and the funny thing was is they actually sent me home. Yes. No, they tried to. What happened was, so I went in, they put me on an IV. Yeah. And I sort of like, colour's gone back into my skin. Yeah. And they've gone, oh, you're good to go home. And then I made it to the lobby and I and I blacked out at the lobby. I remember this going up to the woman saying like, I've gone blind. And she was like, yeah, but you have to sign in. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm going blind. She's like, yeah, I understand you're going blind, but you need to sign in and wait for a doctor. And I just collapsed and I woke up in a, in a bed. It's amazing you yeah. said at the beginning of the story, oh, I don't really have any stories. And you tell one of the most dramatic yeah, stories just, I've heard you. I just never, I mean, because it's only, it's only uh, I never knew it could kill me. I think that, that definitely adds gravitas to the story. Now, you know? Yeah, for me, it's just that. Yeah, I had a little swelling of the arm. No but problem. yeah, no. Um, yeah. Next time a suspected broken leg, don't walk on it. And if you've got a yeah. arm three times the size, uh, remember what I said about the swelling. <laughs> heat, I'll take pain. that advice. <laughs> I'll take that advice, definitely. Any other physical uh, issues that you might have? Um, um, mm, oh, yeah. When I was a. Uh, 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 it, it sounds like it's it's going to get emotional, but it's not an emotional story. I got uh, dyspraxia. Dyspraxia. Yes, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you should do, you doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't if you know did know that word, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Like, what, what? Could I educate you on dyspraxia? <laughs> so I got dyspraxia. So, uh, so it's you know, it's like so it's like the tone of your muscles or whatever. Yeah, and they wanted me to wear those shoes. Oh yes, the high shoes. And I just, yeah. and I just remember like me being like, I can't wear these high shoes. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that. And I remember like my mum trying to take me shopping to look at these high shoes. And I just remember looking at every one of them. I was like, if they don't come in Nike, I ain't wearing them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I had like stuff like that, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, other than that, I've been in, I've been in peak physical condition, man. Oh, very good. Okay, yeah. okay, good stuff. You're listening to Are You Feeling Funny? I'm Luke Nixon. We love making the show, so if you love it too, please comment, rate, or subscribe on your podcast provider. 
Just sharing a link goes a long way. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So let's move on to psychological work now i know you encountered quite a few psychiatric people in the the love thy hate thy name series but have you ever had any interaction with coaches or counselors or helplines or therapists or anything like that Um, any psychological work or workshops yeah no not workshops i think there was psychological workshops um like growing up i had uh i had a lot of um uh, uh educational therapists uh, because of the dyslexia dyspraxia and because I used to misbehave a lot and I had like a bit of ADHD in it mm-hmm. uh, so I was I was a creative kid so that that equals bad kid and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I had a lot of those but I, I what I remember is is I was I don't know how like, I had this ability to there was like they, we had this I had this one woman come talk to me and uh, by the end of the session she was telling me about her issues do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I just remember like being able to make this woman like tell her about my, and then at the end, so she goes, "Yeah, this wasn't. It wasn't meant to be like this." How did you <laughs> feel at that time when you were that you were letting her speak and she was starting to feel better? Like? Yeah, I guess so. Mm. I guess so. Plus, I just, I, I just didn't want to talk about my thing because I, just, I, you know, I'm quite p- private with that, and I didn't. And I didn't really. And I found it. Um, I found it mundane, and I found it really boring, and I, di- and I didn't think I had an issue to have to warrant this. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, and in terms of uh, I I went to a therapy session once and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hack it man. Mm-hmm. It's too it was way too it was just way too basic. Yeah, basic. Or yeah, I just found it, it basic. Like? I just found it like I just found the the questions really sort of middle of the road. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I just didn't. I, yeah, and I just didn't. I, I was like I don't like all the questions that you're asking. I already know the answer to. Like I'm self aware enough. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying though? Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, feel any movement, any growth. No, no, person. no. I didn't feel like, and I just, I, I found it really boring. Yeah, sometimes it can be the wrong person. That's yeah, a, maybe, that's a, an maybe people. But no, you didn't go to, as you say, any 
counter groups or dealing with stuff or chatting in a group about psychological issues or no. men's groups or anything like no, that. No, I don't, I don't yeah. know these things exist. <laughs> you're, 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 you're enlightening me to a new Tell world. Me about right? the, what do you think about these people? You encountered these people in the Viceland series, in the uh-huh. Hate Thy Neighbor. What did you think of the... I mean, I watched... <clears throat> one scene comes to mind where there's a... You say... Is this a religion? You said this to these guys getting in a van, and his yeah. answer was no. We're just a bunch of guy, bunch of men. Yeah. And and yet, when you saw what happened later in the series, they, I've never seen anything quite as negatively provocative as them. And they yeah. were out to 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 put themselves at the edge of a fight. Yeah, and if to, possible to yeah? get a reaction. Yeah. And there is people. Force it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's people out there that that their sort of justification for what they do is to get a reaction, whether it's negative or positive. Yeah. You know, I think it's the same. I think it's the same sort of um, um, feelings and ideas of people that do it positively, but they've just chose to do it negatively. Yeah, I couldn't you know see any positive. They didn't. No, there they was weren't none. so keen to and talk did, about no. God or anything. No, right? no, they and they generally have no ideas. It was just to shout at people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was like a really strange thing. And it, you kind of always see this. Whenever I deal with groups like that, it's always the same hierarchy. And it's always the same, like the, the top guy has the same personality traits. Yeah. And the followers, sort of like the second in command always have the same personality traits as yeah. other groups. The, the followers all have the same personality traits. And it's sort of like, so you've got the charismatic leader who says shit, but says it smartly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then you've got the sort of guy below him who's always quite quiet amongst in in terms of company that he's not uh doesn't know but amongst his friends he's he's very loud and then you've got the the third you know the third rung which is the followers who are they talk a lot and they're sort of um not the highest iqs a lot of the time and they sort of very fall and they always you can always tell they're looking for something that Mm -hmm. and like the top guys aren't really looking for anything if that makes sense they're Mm -hmm. not really it doesn't feel it feels like they're they're filling ego rather than filling voids when the the bottom rung guys you can kind of see uh trying to fill a void in something or they're trying to look for a figure in some way where it's a very a, interesting observation because yeah. this would apply to all cults probably yeah yeah to yeah, some yeah. Degree. yeah well yeah. i saw i saw i mean I've, i dealt with a couple of religious um quote-unquote cults you could some people see they see them as cults and uh yeah you do see there is a trend which that, i find interesting that's one it was almost as if this cult of we're going to shove ourselves in someone's face until yeah. they want to hit us or they want yeah. to be violent. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange, and there is there is that weird thing of why you know I don't know why that reaction is there is a reaction they want. When you were talking to these people that I saw were clearly psychologically disturbed, mm. quite a few of them, right? Yeah. When you were with them, what is the feeling that you felt? I mean, did you feel? Unsafe? Did you feel like converting to them? Did you feel no, these people right. are dangerous? <laughs> no, do you know what? <clears throat> I don't feel unsafe. Yeah. That's never, I've never had that feeling of unsafe. Even when I am unsafe, I don't feel unsafe. Um, it's not just, it's just the emotion I didn't feel. Uh, you, you know what? Like, I have this thing where it's, even though I think they have responsibility for their actions, I still have empathy. Yeah. In terms of that, you know, because even though these are horrible, they're saying horrible things and they have horrible ideas, ideas that I disagree with vehemently. Do you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I find uh, I find it mo- I find the interesting thing. I don't even say that in terms of um, um, of dark fascination, but I just in terms of I can't find it's interesting. But is that these were people like everyone else that they are people mm-hmm. and they've become like that. 
and I find that crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. No, like because mm. you know they are humans. They they have you know the same functions as us, and you know they've had experiences, and they've had and some experience and something and someone has made them that. Mm. And I always find that interesting, and I, and, I, and I always find it fascinating because the thing is, I I get more interested and caught up in the what's. In in the in the why it's not the what's because mm-hmm. the what is sensationalism. The what is mm-hmm. just them saying nigger and faggot and all that stuff, and you go, Ugh, you know. But it's why they think like that. Yeah, I find it interesting. Yeah, because you did seem to be remarkably still in yeah. yourself when you spoke about them, and I think they must have picked it. If they felt that inside you you were nervous or you were angry or you were critical of them, then I don't yeah. know if they would have opened up like. I that. mean, because yeah. I'm 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 honest to them. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I uh, I get quite a lot out of people is mm-hmm. with these people is because I'm honest with them and I tell them I don't agree with anything you say and I'm going to do comedy and the comedy is about your ideas mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, I say I'm going to talk about you I won't never say you're fat you're bald I won't say that mm-hmm. right but I'll talk about your idea unless they, they're really horrible to me then I'll cuss them out but like you know I'll talk about your ideas and they go fair enough and a lot of them have you know they, they have such ridiculous and crazy ideas that they have a sense of humor about it funny enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a lot of them have a sense of humor mm-hmm. even like the nazis i spent time with i would say <laughs> stuff about their i'll say stuff about nazism and they'll go yeah it's ridiculous you know they, they, they know their own ridiculousness like there was one book where they're burning all these jewish books mm-hmm. and i was like but how do you know and i was going through the books reading them all and i was like this is this is a cookbook how is this a Zionist <laughs> book? And they had to laugh because they saw the ridiculousness in for a second. They saw the ridiculousness in their own beliefs, you know, like they're, they're burning cookbooks saying they're burning Zionism. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it, in terms of um, how I feel about these people, I, uh, I, feel, I, feel, I feel sad for them, even though I don't give them excuse for that. But the, the, what I'd get to is that, so when you talking to them, I found very, very interesting how you use the material um, uh, on stage yeah, when yeah. you when you're with them are you thinking this is I could the comic material or does it come afterwards that yeah, you, it comes afterwards afterwards yeah, so when you're in it you fully yeah I'm fully engaged immersed. with them I'm fully and that, so to answer the question I started to answer yeah. and I and I veered off yeah is I try my hardest not to see like to speak to them like they are crazy yeah because they know I think it's crazy but I say, anyway yeah, 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 yeah but I tell them I say listen I don't believe you I think it's mad what you believe but I'm willing to hear your point of view. And I'm not going to let you get away with saying lies mm. and saying, you know, stuff happened when it didn't mm. happen, but I'm willing to hear what you have to say. And, uh, and yeah, but, uh, you know, any other type of feelings I have towards it isn't even towards them because I think the responsibility is more on me sometimes. And there's things that in that show where I go, yeah, it, you know, was, it, was there a point of putting it out in the world? Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't, because they are what they are. But I, me putting a camera in them is my responsibility of what I then show. And how does it feel psychologically to come back and not be doing that, but still need to generate comedy or funny looks of life? I mean, is it you miss that? Do meeting, I miss, do I miss, miss meeting be- those people? No, 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 no. I'll never do it again. That's, uh, that's done. Uh, yeah, I can't do it again. Uh, it's actually hard to write jokes about it. Mm. It's really hard because you kind of, you can't, it's hard to distance yourself from it. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? And mm. it's hard to sort of look back on it and be like, oh yeah, that was funny. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's a, and it is that weird thing of trying to make humor out of the horrific things that they're saying. But it, it, but sometimes, I mean, my, how I worked it was, it was so ridiculous and so bad that it's kind of funny. It becomes funny. Like there's one bit where I'm in Ukraine and I'm at a white nationalist rally and there's this guy who's a neo-Nazi 
And I go to him, uh, you you a Nazi? He goes, no, no, I'm not a Nazi. I go, come on, you a Nazi? He goes, a little bit. Right? <laughs> 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 and I go, and I go, who needs to leave the country? And he goes, he goes, everybody, ev- uh, no white, everyone must leave. I go, can I stay? He goes, okay, you stay, but everyone, <laughs> because he sees, you know what I'm saying? And, the, and, it, uh, and I burst out laughing because it's so ridiculous that this neo-Nazi is saying like, everyone must go, but you, you're okay, just you. <laughs> I'm saying there's ridiculousness in that. But you've, yeah. got, you've been certified as okay sort of I'm person good. For, for- I've got the for, hood pass. For the white supremacist yeah, 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 gave yeah. you a pass. Yeah? I can chill. <laughs> everyone else can piss off, but I'm there. Okay, I'm great. good. You're listening to Are You Feeling Funny? I'm Olivia Nixon. We love making this show, so if you love it too, please comment, rate, or subscribe on your podcast provider. Just sharing a link goes a long way. So as I said, body, mind, and spirit. So that was really well, what was that? Uh, the mind. Good to hear you talk about mind and you okay. the psychological process. And we spoke about the physical. You had a great story of the sepsis. Let's talk about spirituality. So I ask every comedian the same question: Do mm-hmm. you believe in God? Um, like I would label myself agnostic because I don't know. Yeah. And there's been periods of my life where I've gone up and down with my belief of God. Like, uh, I don't believe in religions, mm-hmm. like Abrahamic religions. I've messed with Buddhism for a little while, but that was more, say, for the meditation part. Uh, I don't think I'm coming back as an eagle. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, was, I would always tell people I'm Buddhist. Else, you mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm not coming back as, you know, I don't believe in reincarnation. I don't really believe in karma as such. Right. Like, in that sort of mystic sense of there's some universal happenings. And, you know, if you do this, you, you, the universe, I don't think the universe will. I think people will. Um uh, or, you know, I sort of got into like ideas of universal consciousness and I sort of read Terence McKenna and I'm sort of, you know, I'm interested in the ideas of DMT and and sort of the pineal gland and all that type of oh, stuff. Yeah. But uh, in terms of actual, you know, a belief in a God, I think there might be a higher power. Mm-hmm. But the reason I label ag- agnostic, even though I don't really like the labels, but the only reason I'll say agnostic is because I don't know. Tell me about the pineal gland that you, what you studied about it. That's oh, really um, the, the third eye, basically. It's, it's like, where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the idea of, uh, <coughs> and, it, and it sort of links to um, DMT, is DMT is a chemical, uh, dimethyltryptamine, which, um, and I'm not a scientist, so I, I might be wrong, but uh, it, it's the same chemical as when you dream and when you die. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you, and you smoke this substance and it takes you to, uh, and people believe it takes you to another dimension because uh, uh, they believe it's like in it's 10 dimensions and you can also do ayahuasca but ayahuasca takes you to a, a lower dimension but uh, so, so it's in a group in yes. Brazil I think yeah it's no a bit of that sort of Peru Peru is that yeah yeah, yeah. Right, and I yes. um, you know and I find uh, uh, I find that I think I find the stories interesting you know and I've, I've heard many stories about ayahuasca and DMT and different like even the um, peyote like I was in uh, I was with the Native Americans in um, Oklahoma mm-hmm and uh, they told me this story about one of the shamans. Because I asked him, I said, how did Christianity get introduced to the Native Americans? And what he, because a lot of them are Christians. And he told this, or that, but they mix it with shamanism. And uh, he told me this story, and I thought it was like the dopest story ever. Uh, and it was about a guy, he, he ate peyote, and he went to the moon. Mm-hmm. And he saw the earth, and he saw that there was a savior on the earth. And they called him Moonhead. 
Like, that became no, his yeah, name, Moonhead. was Moonhead. <laughs> I thought that was the most gangster shit ever. Like, they called him Moonhead because he went to the moon, bruv. Like, that's some mad shit. But, um, yeah, like, I, and I mean... He became the spiritual leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Moonhead. Moonhead. That, okay, that, that's, they, they, that's, that's where they gave him his name because he went to the moon. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always thought that was just crazy, man. But, like, I've always, like, uh, yeah, I've always, been, I've always liked the idea of sort of psychedelics and sort of that... Uh, um, Carlos Castaneda, the Adventures of Don Juan. Yeah, yeah. That's one with peyote and oh, going dope. Into the jungle and all this. Yeah, I've yeah. read some Terence McKenna stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know that 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 madman. Uh, I've listened to his like, a couple of his lectures, but in terms of God and that, like you know, uh, I I don't know if there is a God. And what about that. encounters with religions at all? Did you ever? Go to yeah. Any, well, I remember. I, religion. I remember because my grandma, so my dad's mum, mm-hmm. is real Christian, mm-hmm. like hardcore Christian woman, and like goes to church every Sunday. Like you know, don't miss a week. You know, and she she took me Sunday school a couple of times, and I remember finding it boring and untrue. And uh, even the young, I was thought ah, this is not true. Cause I remember actually, I've got two stories about, but um, yeah, go ahead. So, and then I remember my dad gave me the ultimatum. My dad was like, you can go Sunday school or you can sit here and watch Cartoon Network. And I was like, well, Cartoon Network wins over the Lord. Sorry. <laughs> and that was my church days over. Uh, and I remember when like, so my... So your dad sounds like a more liberal uh, oh, yeah. no, no, is person it... than your, your yeah, mother. Yeah, my, I mean... Makes was... you walk on broken legs. Yeah, yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah. There was definitely a difference in the... In she the had the mother with a Christian background. Your mother's mother. No, yeah. my dad's mother. Your father's mother. Yeah, my right, dad's right. mum's like okay. a good Christian Jamaican woman. Okay. Because in Jamaica, they love a Christian. But uh, yeah, I've, it's weird because I've... Only thinking about it, I've been... I've had a lot of religious... Like, re- my mum's not religious. My mm-hmm. dad's not religious. Uh, my mum sort of like got Buddhas around the house, but that's as far as it goes. Um, my aunties are all Rastafarians. Oh, yeah. So they were like, they do all the stuff of like burning myrrh and incense when they bought, buy a new house to ward off spirits. And, you know, and, and like, you know, that my uncle Levi, uh, who, who's a musician, he calls himself Ghetto Priest. And he's got like dreads to the floor and he's got big cane. He walks around with a big cane. And he talks about like, the, he told me about the pineal gland like when I was like 13. And he was like, you got to check out the pioneer grass. And, but then I remember when I was, um, I was a kid and I went to uh, see Moses. It was a Disney film. They made the Moses Disney film. And I was young. Prince man. of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. And I was young when I saw this film, man. And I remember um, it was like, so my stepdad's um, sister took us, me and, my, me and my sister. And we get there and uh, he does the staff and the water comes out. And, and she, I remember her turning us and she goes, you know, and it's all true. And I remember saying, no, it fucking ain't. No, it's not. That's mad. Like, that didn't happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Even as a kid, I knew that didn't happen. I knew that no one came with a staff and parted water, and I found it ridiculous then. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Rastafarianism because there's that old joke about explaining all the religions in using the word shit. I don't know if you know it. No, they no, say, no, no. I think it goes something like, a Confucius says this is the sound of shit happening or shit happens. Confucius yeah. says shit happens. The Zen say this is the sound of yeah, shit yeah. happening. A Catholic say if shit happens to you, you deserve it. Jews say, uh, why is all this shit happening to us? Yeah, yeah. And Rastafarians say, let's smoke some of this shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've, I've passed that shit. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, they, they, uh, they, definitely, um, they definitely partake in the ganja. Yeah, but they're all quite spiritual people with their music and their way they talk. Even the weed spiritual. Hmm? Even the weed spiritual. Mm -hmm. They they see it as such. Yeah, because they they believe the weed grew on King Solomon's grave. 
They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they believe that it's sort of uh, um, knowledge. And what they, they, they have very, like, very ritualistic ways to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Like, even with my aunties and that, like, when, they, when they're serious. Because I went to a, a Rastafarian funeral. And that's when they really go into tradition mode and they'll play the drums and that. And they pass the joint around in a rotation. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very specific rotation. So it's a particular tradition. That yeah, 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 yeah. A ritual. The yeah, ritual. It's, it's yeah. a ritualistic and it's one, it's mm. like, and you, you know, and they, they pass it around. I think it's clockwise and I think in times of war it's mm. anti-clockwise. Like uh, it's all, there is like a lot of um, different uh, 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 ways to it. It's not just a very... So you've had some interest in this idea of people that use minor hallucinogenic drugs yeah. in, in, in groups or in uh-huh. trying to ru- get their consciousness Eve- to a yeah, different place. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I've, al- I've always been in the idea of, th- I, I really uh, I really find psychedelics are interesting and uh, that's, that for me is uh, sort of as far as I'd go into my religious ideas in mm. terms of what I, you know, uh, uh, as far as my beliefs really go, to be honest with you. And I think it's sort of, I'm, I'm more into that world than sort of an old book Old books, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just yeah. Don't get Do you it. ever meet anyone that you felt was a spiritual inspiration to you? Damn, damn, that's a good question. I've seen a. Do you know what is weird? Is I've seen a lot of frauds. Frauds, yes. yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. a lot of frauds, yeah. especially even not even just making the. Sh- actually, making the show, I saw a lot of frauds. I saw a lot of fake prophets mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, you saw some of those people in the head of the cult were not. Real, they no, were I don't think a role. They were yeah. you, they were playing a role, yeah. Um, yeah, um, but you know, I think you can go so far, you start believing it, yeah. I mean, we all kind of fake it till we make it, don't we, yeah, you know, Act what I'm and then become the yeah. part later, you yeah, know? like you, you know, you had to you had to mold into being a doctor, mm-hmm. like even when you got your degree, you I'm sure you still had some doubts, but you had to put on the suit. I'm a doctor. Same like when I did comedy, I had to pretend I knew how to tell jokes. I can't tell jokes. It's funny that you say that. The first um, six months I did as a doctor, after six years training, the internship yeah. was surgery. So when I think of it, the guy that was my registrar, so he was responsible for doing the operations and yeah. supervising me. He must have been in his late twenties. Wow. Yeah, I would have been in my early twenties. And I said to him, you know, I said to him, I don't know too much about surgery. Like I hadn't got involved as a being a bit dyspraxic myself and the, uh, the fingers, I wasn't exactly volunteering to get involved in uh, operations. So you, you got dyspraxia and you picked surgery? <coughs> no, I didn't pick surgery. Oh, you didn't? You're forced to do surgery. Oh, you're forced. <laughs> <laughs> you do explain to me. Six listen, months like, Why didn't you just take someone to a side and say, listen, guys, listen, I've got some dyspraxia. It's like, can no, we, what it did happen. Can we skip it? Give, 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 give me double GP. <laughs> what did happen? Because... Actually, that happened because it was in surgery and the junior doctor in surgery is more examining the patients and oh, helping okay, okay. diagnose. He's not going yeah. to be the, you know, you imagine yeah, yeah. a surgeon operating, but there's yeah, a lot yeah. of surgery that's in the wards and uh, and um, all the rest of it. But anyway, this 20, he must have been 27, 28, you know, I still remember his name, Ken Kesner. And I said to him, you know, Ken, I don't know a lot about surgery, meaning I haven't got a lot of experience uh, physically. And he said to me, he was too scared to tell me later, he, but he was tempted to say, well, you know what? I don't know a lot either, yeah. you know, but he didn't say that. But at the end of the six months, the head of surgery said to me, what are you going to do after medicine? And I said, I don't know, after this year, because then you need to choose yeah. after the internship. And uh, he, I said, I don't know. He says, why don't you come and do surgery? I said, no, no, I haven't got the hands for it. He yeah. says, no, Brian. He says, one out of ten surgeons has got the golden hands. Yeah. The other nine are taught. 
Ah. But I felt like saying, no, I don't think. Maybe the other eight. Uh. But there's one with ten thumbs. And yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let me near yeah, any yeah, major yeah, operation. Yeah, I hear you're the one's going to leave gloves in people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was saying, you're going to start messing people up at that. But uh, yeah, it's that weird, you know, but there was like, there, you know, I think I think we all kind of have that thing. And I think it's that, and it's that, you know, even that story you're saying, it's sort of that weird thing of, you kind of realize there's no adults. Mm-hmm. No adults. We yeah. all kids. Yeah, you know? Do you know what I'm saying because we all think you, you, we think we're gonna get to that golden age of where we know everything, or we're like, oh, th- there's gonna be that age where I've got it all covered, and then you kind of get to that age and you're still kind of working it out, I guess. Well, I mean, now you see, you're quite a psychological person because in your observation and mm. dealing with those people, I mean, um, John Cleese did a lot of work with um, businesses and top executives, and he said that most of the very top CEOs and executives had the emotional intelligence of a five to seven year old. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Still what's mine and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think those traits will probably help you in a job like that. Yeah. Because you know, because there's specific traits that you see within people and you go, yeah, you're perfect for doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think yeah, being yeah, a so five year old would be a great So what do you thing. think made you into a comedian, do you know? Um, damn. I don't know. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's a combination of things. Like, I get, you see, you see, when I was talking about traits, mm. right? Like, I think if you like, you make what what makes you a good doctor, or what makes you a good doctor, could also make you a good uh, um, 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 something. I don't know. Um, I don't know the specific traits to be a mm. doctor, but you know, it would have made you good something else. Mm. Uh, I think a banker would make a good politician. Mm-hmm. They have the same traits. You know, a CEO would make a good um, a, a politician. They have the same traits. Comedians is very, <laughs> they're very, uh, there's very limited options, I think. And I think the traits sort of are, um, um, uh, is, is, is laziness. Uh-huh. And I think laziness <laughs> is a big part of it, yeah. but it's laziness, but it's putting, it's putting an unequivocal amount of effort into something particular. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I, because I think you have to be lazy about everything else in your life to be very particular mm. about, you know, cause when it comes to comedy, I put I do I do ten hours of comedy mm-hmm. and write in and but I you know what I'm saying. But when it comes to tidying my room, mm. when it comes to going to the bank, when it comes to that stuff, I I, I crumble mm. because I think you need to have a complete. I think it's that thing of complete focus on that one thing because it takes so long to get good at it. Mm. You know, I think you have to have that perseverance in that. Sometimes I think that. That may well be true, and it may sometimes unbalance people, like a golfer mm. hitting one ball off yeah. another thousand yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was Gary Player who said, someone when he chipped into the hole, and they said um, to him, um, "You must admit you were lucky there, Gary." And he said, "Yeah, the harder I practice, the luckier I get." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? That ten out for the ten thousand hours or something. But Daniel Malcolm yeah. Gladwell, ten thousand yeah. hours of experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, a couple more questions. Do you yeah. have any? sort of regimen that you do that like fitness or eating or no i eat wave. trash man yeah i eat rubbish yeah? yeah 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 i'm not a healthy dude man and exercise oh mate forget Neither. about it i walk everywhere <laughs> you look all right yeah, i know walking. it's strange because yeah. i think i quit drinking recently yeah so i lost a lot of weight from quit drinking oh, yes. but um, no i'm and my body's trash i just wear black yeah so it makes me look simple. but no um i don't exercise i don't i usually i go through spits and spates so no eating vitamins healthy. or anything nah, right? come on son <laughs> nah vitamins what are, you, what are you talking about vitamins who eats vitamins man if you eat vitamins i'll leave right goddamn now nah, i'll tell you that much vitamins no uh no vitamins yeah um, oh my colleague in the states says exactly that he's a very orthodox doctor yeah my view sometimes if you take a multivitamin with about 70 different things in it most of it will just be 
urinated out. Yeah. Maybe the odd thing will top That's up it. something. Uh, cigarettes. He, he thinks that the main function of vitamins is to make expensive urine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like I smoke cigarettes and that, and I drink. Like do you know is though, like I, 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 I feel like um, that I'm 26, so I think I'm gonna turn my life around at 30. That's like my. I'm gonna start getting my. I'm gonna get my health together then. So now I'm just writing it out. Like I'm, I'm gonna eat cake for breakfast, you know. But yeah, so my health, no, no, no health regimen. I'm very unhealthy. Okay, last question. Do you have any medical joke, favorite medical joke, or joke about a doctor or an illness or anything like that? No, don't I don't. I don't have a a, a, a jokey joke. Uh, sadly, I mean my favorite joke about uh, it's, it's more psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not it's not it's not a fight. It's a sad joke. It's a joke about um, you know the, the the clown goes to the doctor and says, "Doc, I'm not sorry, I fucked up." See, I'm, I'm a comedian. I fucked up a bit. <laughs> we're, gonna redo, we're gonna redo this. God damn it! <laughs> okay, all right. This I is think the clown you're gonna talk about is Grimaldi. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know the bit. You know you know too many jokes. Why are you a comedian? What's going on here? You say you're a doctor. I don't believe it. I ain't seen the, I ain't seen your stethoscope or nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you've got you got you got some weird ornaments and that, and some paintings and that. You say you're a doctor, I don't know. I, I ain't convinced you. You ain't said no doctor shit yet. Okay. <laughs> I, I gave you the, the the Latin names of the yeah. You said stuff. You said of inflammation listen, man, Hippocrates. You, you know? can learn that on Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 but I didn't know you were in a I know, I know, I know, I know. No, I believe I believe your doctor credentials. If you could see this at home, you see. Yeah, I'm okay. So tell right us now. a joke at Grimaldi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, guy goes into the the doctors and he goes, doctor, doctor, I'm depressed. And he goes, what's the matter? And he goes, I'm just sad. I just I just can't see any future in the world, and I just I just don't understand what's going on. And the doctor goes, hey man, you should probably go see this uh, uh, great clown Grimaldi that's coming to town and that. And then the guy bursts into tears and he goes, why are you crying? He goes, because I'm Grimaldi. Yeah, they say uh, this might have happened. Yeah, yeah, really? <laughs> no shit. That really happened. <laughs> might that, have happened. That, that's the, that made that joke extra sad. Either it happened or it's apocryphal, but apparently yeah. it's not. It's not untrue that many clowns are. Oh yeah. Are quite sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I mean, it's a, it's a running trait in comedians as well. But you it? look like quite a happy person. Is that no, right? I'm miserable. Oh, you're miserable. I'm all miserable, all the time, doc. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, do you know what? Like, I like I've got you know, you know I've got I've got my ups and downs, but I try to you know I don't I, I do you know what it is though like when I see some people out there who have real mental health issues, you know like you know what I'm saying like you see them on the street talking to a coconut and shit like I thank mm-hmm. God that ain't me. Do you know what I'm saying? No, That's a great, God, I'm not a yeah, thank God that ain't me. You see, you are religious after all. Yeah, thank yeah, God yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank, thank whoever it is. Thank a <laughs> armed no, elephant you head, said it. dude. Thank God I'm yeah, not a coconut. Yeah. But, Jamali Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God I'm not talking to a fucking coconut. But like, you know, you know, and you, so so I don't, you know, and I think, you know, I've, uh, yeah, I've been, and plus I've been so over, uh, obscribed with things. Yeah. You got ADHD, you got this, you got oh, that, yeah, you got yeah, this, yeah. you got that. Diagnosed. Yeah, diagnosed. Yeah. So when people say to me like, you know, yo, you know, you, anxiety, I go, fuck off, man. It's, you know, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I you know, I wake up, I go work, I pay my goddamn taxes. You know Thank you saying? so much for joining us on Are oh, You Feeling Funny? It's been oh. real fun to talk to. Thank Bye. you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to Are You Feeling Funny? A Snipper Nixon production. In this episode, Dr. Brian Kaplan was talking to comedian Jamali Maddox. If you've enjoyed this episode, please comment, rate, or subscribe on your podcast provider. Just sharing a link goes a long way. Are You Feeling Funny? featured Dr. Brian Kaplan. The comedy consultant was Arnold Brown. Music and sound by Alex Hollingsworth. The producers were Luke and Alan Nixon, and this was a Snipper Nixon production.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.